Welcome to the Strategic Families Podcast, where we challenge families to be rooted in God's Word, energized with gospel-centered purpose, and activated on mission for His kingdom. Episode 1, What This Whole Thing Is All About. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Strategic Families Podcast, episode number one. And I want to start this very first episode off by taking us to the future a little bit. For some of us, it might be in the past, but for many of us, if we've got kids in the home, this is still in the future. So I want you to close your eyes. I know it's kind of strange to ask for that on a podcast, but close your eyes. Unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do that. But stop and think. Consider the day, the moment that your first kid goes out on their own. Could be to college, could be first apartment, first job, whatever it is. Think about that moment. I've thought of that many times. And you know, when we stop to think about that, we'll realize just how fast that time can go. And we've heard it so many times from those who are empty nesters that this time goes by so fast. And for those of us who aren't there yet, we have to realize that at that moment, it's pretty much pencils down. The test for all intents and purposes, is over. And of course, we all know we'll have involvement in our kids' lives after that point. But really, we know that at that moment, our active influence in their lives, if you could chart it, it would pretty much just fall off a cliff. We've had our time to put in the training. And after that moment, when they leave our home, The training can continue, but it's not going to be to the same degree. And so here's what I want us to think about. Consider this question, and this might make us stop in our tracks. If present trends continue, what will you feel in that day? What will it be like? Will you be thinking of all the things you could have done, things you should have done, things you would have done or said or taught? Or will you be confident that you ran the race of parenting well? And you know, There's no getting around that. That day is going to be sad. No doubt about it. But it does not have to be filled with regret. Right now, we can choose to be intentional, to be purposeful, to be strategic with how we raise our kids. What I'm talking about really is being faithful with the charge that God has graciously granted to us as parents. He's given us these kids. He wants us to be faithful in our parenting. We have a job to do. The question for us is, are we going to do it faithfully? Are we going to dive in and be the faithful transmitters of God's truth that he's called us to be? Some of you have probably heard this phrase before, but I love this and I think it applies to parenting. Stephen Covey has this idea of beginning with the end in mind. I love that. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we can apply this in so many ways. If you're a parent with young children, I challenge you, I encourage you to think about this concept as it relates to our parenting. If you and your spouse know the Lord, this moment of when they leave us, when they leave the nest, is a great, quote, end to picture. One day, we all know this, but one day our kids are going to leave the nest. While they're under our roofs, we have a high and holy calling to transmit the truth of the gospel to them, to model what it means to be a follower of Christ and to prepare them for the world they're about to encounter. So you might be thinking, won't some of this happen organically just by them 
watching your life? The answer is yes, of course. If you follow Christ faithfully, more will be caught than taught, as the saying goes. But much of it needs to be taught. It requires intention. It's not just going to ooze out of you. A lot will, but much of it has to be purposeful. And I would say building a life-giving family environment where our kids are thriving, learning, and applying the truth and experiencing the abundant life in Christ, this takes intention. It takes purpose if we want to do it well. My guess is if you're listening to this podcast, you want to do it well also. And maybe you just need a little bit of help on how to make that happen. And that's what we're here for. Chances are you have a hunger to take this seriously and build a life-giving family. You know you're called to it, but now what? And there's so many ways we can look at that. So many responses that we could have. Uh, Maybe right now you're overwhelmed. There's so much to this journey of parenting, you don't even know where to start. Um, You see other parents doing some things, and it feels like you just don't have the energy. And sometimes that can paralyze us. Or maybe you're coming to this feeling guilty because you haven't been doing enough or you feel like you haven't been doing enough. Kids are starting to get older and you look back and you think, man, I could have used that time so much better. Or maybe this is all new. It hasn't even occurred to you uh, to be strategic and and purposeful uh, and maybe didn't have a good example of that as you were growing up. You don't even know where to start. Maybe you've tried and failed and this all kind of feels hopeless. The idea of a life-giving family, a strategic family sounds great, but it just feels like it's something for other people whose kids are better behaved than yours or whatever the case may be. Or maybe if you're honest with yourself, you're a little checked out. Life is coming at you so fast, so many responsibilities, it doesn't even feel like this is something that you could handle. You're so busy, it doesn't even feel like a possibility. Well, here's what I would say. No matter where you are on this journey, it's not too late. Like anything else in life, the earlier you would have started, the better. A friend of mine at work likes to say the best time to plant a tree was 50 years ago. The second best time is today. I love that saying. That time has passed. Acknowledge it, maybe even own it, but don't dwell on it. It's time to start fresh. It's time to start right now and to start with renewed purpose and passion. There's a song by artist Matthew West, and I love this line. He says, it's day one of the rest of my life. How fantastic is that? Take that thought right there and let it inform your parenting from this day forward. So you have a choice right now. Here's the deal. God has called us to this. On that count, there can be no question. If Jesus is king and Jesus has called us to this, we have our marching orders. The only question now is, are we going to take this seriously? for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the advancement of his kingdom? I'm going to go ahead and answer that for you. The answer is yes, a resounding yes. Of course we lead busy lives, but the question is not whether we have the time. We definitely have the time. God would never have given us kids that we can't disciple. So here's the cold hard truth for many of us. We don't need to squeeze anything into our calendars. We need to drop a bunch of things so we can add this one thing that really, really matters. And that is a hard pill to swallow in the culture we live in. Here's a question we want to ask. With what time, Lord? So much on my plate. I don't know where I could fit this in. You wouldn't believe how far we have to drive for these games and recitals 
And you wouldn't believe how much homework the kids have and on and on. But let's not fool ourselves. If we have time to binge on Netflix, if we have time to go on week-long vacations, we have time to disciple our kids. It's simply a matter of priority. So if we're, quote, too busy, we need to ask ourselves, what will we drop? What will we give up? What will we sacrifice so that we can lead our kids to a life-giving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and equip them as his lifelong followers? Is there anything you can think of that's more worth your time? I challenge you. Listen to the words of Psalm 78. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. How cool is that? And you can hear in there just how important it is to transmit the truth of God's word to the next generation. So really, we don't need a new method. We don't need new strategies or technologies. We need to rediscover God's word and obey it and pass it on to our children. I think we need to be honest with ourselves. Many of us lead country club types of lives. We pay and we get a service. We don't do the yard work. We pay a guy and he does the yard work. We don't fix the car. We pay a guy and he fixes the car. And that's fine for those types of things. But the problem is we can take that same concept and apply it to the discipline of our kids. As in subconsciously thinking that, well, we give money to the church and they have a youth pastor and it's his job to disciple our kids, right? Of course we know that's not right. But sometimes we do act as if that's the truth. You know, we've all heard a lot of the stats that are really troubling about young people that are leaving the faith and perhaps not coming back. And it's really disturbing. And sometimes we feel powerless. And I think sometimes as parents, we look at the local church and it seems like a local church problem. Well, really fundamentally, I believe it's not the local church administration's problem. It's a parenting problem. It's a family problem. We can't look at youth pastors to solve this. We can't hope that the nice old lady down the street can teach your kids some good things. We can't hope that the coach is going to bring in a solidly Christian worldview. This is our job. Into this fray, we need to jump in as parents and say, no, no, this is my job. I'm going to take this seriously. We, as husband and wife, will take this seriously. We really have to do away with a defeatist mentality that young people are going to walk away from the faith. We need to reclaim our rightful spot as the transmitters of God's truth to the next generation. Let's shoot it straight. Some of us need to wake up and to act and to get involved in our families. Some of us maybe need to slow down and not put so much pressure on ourselves. In my experience, I would say that most men need to step up and lead their families. Most women need to slow down and find out how to rest. That's not universally true, but in our culture, that seems to be true in many families. You know, we may not think like what I'm describing, but the question is, do we act like this is true? To borrow a concept from author Francis Chan, 
What matters most is not the parenting we profess, but the parenting we practice. Here's the point. We need to do things for and with our families. And to borrow a phrase from author Stephen Mansfield regarding manhood, a godly parent does godly things. Praying, reading scripture every day, giving, serving, welcoming others, all of those types of things. Those are our calling as parents. This is our garden, the realm over which God has given us influence and authority. We must tend it so it can grow and flourish and feed others for God's glory. To bring this into stark relief, let's just look at this logically. I love Isaiah 1.18, where God says, come, let us reason together. So here's the deal. A king has absolute authority. His subjects must obey him. Number two, Jesus is king of all the universe. Number three, Jesus has called us to disciple our kids. So, rhetorical question, is there any choice in the matter for us? Of course not. This is our calling. This is our act of obedience to his word. So there are some things we need to affirm, and there are some things we need to reject. First, let's reject a few things. We reject passivity in this calling. We reject a sense of hopelessness that we're not up to the challenge. We reject our culture's defeatism that we just need to, quote, hang on for the ride of parenting. We reject the notion that our job is just to keep our kids safe or to help them one day land a good job so they can make lots of money and live the American dream. We reject the subtle and subversive stereotype that children are burdens to be managed and raised by others while we go off and do the really, quote, important things in the marketplace. We reject the idea that kids just need to have fun We reject the idea that kids just need to have fun and that they'll learn how to be adults starting when they're 18 or 24 or 30. Now, let's affirm some things. We affirm that God has called us as parents to this amazing, wonderful, challenging, beautiful work of discipleship and shepherding. This calling is from our King Jesus, and we will take it seriously. We will not allow government policies or cultural norms to crowd us out of our rightful place in our children's lives. We affirm that children are an incredible gift from the Lord. They are not burdens to be managed, but blessings to be treasured and shaped for God's glory. We affirm that God has equipped us with everything we need to do this work, not because we're good or qualified enough, but because this is his work and he will accomplish through us what he wants in our families when we submit to him. We affirm that this work of discipleship in our homes is not only important, but absolutely critical and that we will not let our jobs in the marketplace crowd out our ability to do this work. We affirm that this will not be easy, but that it is worth it because our Lord Jesus is worth it. Okay, so we're committed now, right? Right. So the big question for us now is how? Well, that's what we're going to do here on this podcast. I am so excited about all the awesome people we're going to talk to to encourage parents on this challenging and rewarding journey of discipling our kids and helping us all be on mission for his kingdom. Sometimes we'll feature interviews with godly men and women on specific family or parenting related topics. Sometimes the episode will just be me or me and my wife, Katie, teaching on a family topic of interest or something that the Lord has shown us. Regardless of the format, we're going to focus on what we as parents can do for our family's future to establish them in Christ fight against the culture that undermines families, and empowers all of us to live boldly for the Lord Jesus Christ. The entire point of all of this is that God's kingdom would be established and advanced so that he would be glorified. 
So this podcast is going to be grounded in God's Word because let's remember, His Word is the only authority that we need on parenting. So through the wisdom found in His Word and in godly brothers and sisters, we're going to explore these 10 topics and likely some others. Number one, embracing our children as gifts from the Lord to be loved, nourished, cherished, and grown. Psalm 127.3 says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. I love that. Number two, securing them in your home by modeling a vibrant, Christ-centered marriage. Ephesians 5.21 says this, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Number three, discovering their God-given gifts and talents and channeling those for his kingdom. 1 Corinthians 12.7 says this, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Four, shepherding their souls by protecting them from evil, but preparing them for what they'll encounter. Matthew 18, 5-6 says, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. 5. Lovingly but firmly correcting them, teaching them right from wrong, light from darkness, truth from falsehood. Proverbs twenty two fifteen says, Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline drives it far from him. Six, equipping our kids with a biblical worldview through which to interpret everything we see and experience. Psalm 138.2 says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Seven, challenging our kids and modeling for them how to work hard and live courageously for the Lord. Colossians 3, 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Eight, securing your kids by creating a home your kids will love and gives them a sense of belonging. Isaiah 32, 17 to 18 says, And the effect of righteousness will be peace, and the result of righteousness, quietness and trust forever. My people will abide in a peaceful habitation, in secure dwellings, and in quiet resting places. 9. Surrounding your kids with great friends and Christian community, including other adults you love and respect. Proverbs thirteen twenty says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And tenth, stabilizing them in the midst of all the storms of life by pointing them to Christ. Psalm 27.5 says, For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. So, let's do this thing. We can do it together by God's grace. We will not be perfect at it, but we must be diligent in this work. And it is work, make no mistake. But this work is so worth it. You know, since I have small kids too, I also need to learn. I'm looking forward to learning with you from so many wonderful, wise people. I need to learn from these people also. And what's cool about it is I'm going to have a conversation with them and I'm inviting you to listen in and learn with me. Many of the people that you'll hear on this podcast aren't famous. They're not authors maybe or sought after speakers, but they're men and women who have lived faithfully, who've acted courageously, who've given generously, who've sacrificed dutifully, who've suffered patiently, all for the sake of the gospel. And we need to hear from these saints. They have so much to teach us. 
Of course, they're not perfect, but they're faithful. And I cannot wait to sit at their feet and learn. I think we'll all be blessed and inspired, but most importantly, prompted to act in obedience to God's calling on our role as parents. My goal really is for us to take small steps, modest adjustments, which over time will reap huge rewards. In his awesome Financial Peace University program, Dave Ramsey calls these baby steps, which really is a great way to think about it. No matter where you are, you can take a small step. And for the folks that we're going to interview, I think we'll find it was a lot of small decisions of faithfulness to get them where they are today. So join me as we carve out this time for the good of our families, the health of the church of Jesus Christ, and the advancement of his kingdom. He has called us to this, and he would not call us to something we can't do. We can, we must, and by God's grace, we will. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. I hope that you'll join us for future episodes. If you'd like more information, please visit our website at www.strategicfamilies.com. We've got some great resources there, and we'd love to share those with you. And we'd love to stay in touch with you and hear from you. If you're on mission to have a strategic family, we would love to know how you're doing that. If you're interested in coming on the show, please contact us on the website. We are always interested in learning what God is doing through families to advance his kingdom. So thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.